Hey, hey, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Bowling, and I'm way pumped to have you join me today because I get to interview a special guest. As you listen today, you get to hear what it looks like to live in genuine love every day, and you're going to love it. Be sure to subscribe and share this with your friends. I have a special guest with me today. I want to introduce you to Sandra Dalton-Smith. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's great to be with you. Super fun to hang out. And we were just talking offline, and they're like, hey, we should. (laughs) But can you tell a little bit? Not everybody's familiar with you. So just kind of give a little background on who you are, what you do, kind of what's your niche specialty. Absolutely. Well, past 20 years, I've been an internal medicine physician and now transitioning more into writing and speaking and really just love sharing with how God intersects the science with the scriptures and really help us get to a greater place of healing. Mm, I like it. Why did you get into that? I love medicine. I love science. And so it was very easy to kind of run that over into the medical practice. But then I, when I started practicing, probably about 10 years into practicing, I realized that if I just focus on the science, people got to a level of healing, but they didn't get whole. Mm. They didn't really get to a place of where all of them was getting healed. And I, I really struggled with that for a long time because science really tells you not to combine the two. Mm. But I think that's really what's keeping people sick. Mm-hmm. When you say combine the two, you're combining science plus what? The scriptural aspect of yeah. it, the, the emotional aspect of it, really mm-hmm. understanding how you can't just treat the physical mm-hmm. and ignore the emotions and the spirit. Mm-hmm. That really, we're three parts, mm-hmm. and so all parts have to be addressed. If somebody has a physical illness, it's affecting those other parts too, their mm-hmm. perceptions, their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And we talked just offline a little bit about the whole trauma stuff, right? Trauma's a big deal right now. Yes. Like it's kind of coming really to the surface and people are thinking about it. What, and you've done some work in that space. What are some things you've, you've observed, learned? Well, I think right now that the interesting thing is most people, when they think about trauma, they think, well, that has never happened to me. They're thinking about accidents and natural disasters and, you know, abuse and those kind of things. And they're associating trauma more with an event than what happens inside of them. Hmm. The feelings, the emotions, and really how the brain functions when we experience something that's difficult or that feels like a threat. Because that's the thing, you know, 2020 felt like a threat. Right. You know, it's no different than when I say 9-11. Most of us were not sitting on the plane when mm-hmm. it happened, but we have a response, an emotional response. We, we feel different. Sometimes our heart rates go up. There's a lot of things that happen in the body whenever we, pl- we kind of form a memory around a trauma. And I think that's what we're not realizing. When we say 2020, we're going to form a memory around that. Mm-hmm. And some of that memory is going to be factual and some of that's going to be emotional. Some of that's going to be what we felt, our fears. Mm-hmm. And we just have to recognize that and, and start addressing it. Mm-hmm. And when we think about addressing it, what are some ideas, suggestions you have for that? Well, I think one thing is that we have to recognize what was fact and what was fear. Because I, I, oftentimes when we start approaching trauma healing, the facts get outweighed by the fears. And we change our perspective on how we interact with people. We even change what we believe about God. And so sometimes we have to go back to the scriptures and relearn the characteristics of God, who he is, and dissociate kind of bad things from who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think it can skew who we think God is. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you get in a place where you, you know, especially with 2020, it was the year of vision. Yeah. (laughs) People went in with great dreams and all of these expectations. Yeah. And then to have it all kind of come to this just 
right. traumatic experience starting with March, very early on in the year, mm. and then lasting for over a year. You know, some people are afraid to dream again, and that's a dangerous spot for, for mm -hmm. a believer. Mm -hmm. well, that's really, really true. That's really, really true. So when you think about like trauma and some of the ways it shapes and forms us, because in trauma, what are the different things, like you just mentioned car accidents mm -hmm. or you know, natural disaster, we talk about 2020 COVID. Are there other things that would be considered like trauma? It's really, trauma is your response to it. So any time where you feel threatened, any time where you felt like your safety was um, under attack in any way, all of those things can lead to these traumatic type um, responses. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing is with the memory, our memory includes two parts. It takes in the facts that happened around the memory, then it takes in what we felt. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why sometimes people, they'll talk about trauma triggers and it'll say, oh, I, when, when they, I smelled this or when I hear this, I have that feeling again. Yeah. That's because of those two parts of the memory that actually get overlapped, it, overlapped together in the brain. Mm -hmm when they experience whatever that smell or sound is, it brings back the factual components of what happened last time they felt that mm. or sensed that. And that's where we get those triggers and other aspects of trauma. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the ways we just kind of deal with it? In my mind, I think like fight or flight. Yes, well, that's, that's one way. Mm. So we have the hyperactive response where people go into fight or flight. It's like, there's something threatening, I need to leave. Yeah. And then there's freeze response. Yeah. And so that it's a hypoactive response where your body says something's uh, uh, coming after me. I need to stand still. Almost like uh, it's almost kind of like a biological response where it's like if I don't move, maybe it won't see me or maybe it won't touch me. Oh yeah. So, so there's this freeze response that can happen. And you know, it's interesting if you look at just maybe thinking about a couple of friends. There might have been some people who you noticed that. March, April, they were very anxious. They were very hyperactive. Mm -hmm. Then you had those other people who just kind of retreated to their beds and hibernated and kind of mm -hmm. didn't want to engage with people, even virtually. Yeah. They just kind of shut themselves in. Mm -hmm. So we all respond differently. You know, that's that's the beauty kind of how mm -hmm. God put us together. Some mm -hmm. of us are um, have a tendency to kind of be more cerebral and we do all the factual parts mm -hmm. and that seems to overlay what we place with the trauma. Yep. And some of us are a little bit more sensitive in our feelings and mm -hmm. our senses. Mm -hmm. And so that might be the part that overlays in the trauma. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really interesting because a lot of times we'll tell people just get over it. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> it's not helpful and it's not possible hmm. to just say, just get over it. Yeah. Because you don't know how it hits somebody. You yeah. don't know if theirs is more factual or more feelings. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how deeply it affected them. Mm -hmm. You know, what got activated in the brain. Mm -hmm. well, that's really interesting. I'm going to do like a little story kind of. I don't like to do this too much, but it's kind of, I think, a good illustration. So one time my husband and I went to the mountains. Mm -hmm. We live in Denver. Um, so we went up to Keystone, which is a resort. It was the summertime. And uh, there was this giant, like, kid carnival thing that was going on in the plaza area. And mm -hmm. so, you know, face painting and trampolines and all. There's like a couple hundred people. And just outside of that little plaza area, there was a bear, huh. right? A full-grown <laughs> bear. And so we were walking along, and suddenly we saw all these people run out of the back door of this restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like, they were, like, scurrying out. <laughs> and, th and then this bear comes loping out of the restaurant, right? Oh, wow. Uh, right? The back side of the... And so they're trying to think, get the bear away from the kids, because we don't want the bear to, like, freak the kids oh, out. Yeah. Or, you know, this is a problem. So the bear, literally, the bear climbs over, 
gets up this 12-foot fence, hoists himself over this 12-foot fence, and there's a, a swimming pool. He kind of dips around in the swimming pool. Then he comes back out, gets over the fence again, and he's in this open area, and there's a bunch of us there, right? And so my husband's there, and I'm there, and like the bear, like, which way is the bear going to go? So we're all like, ah! So my husband runs away and finds a lawn chair, right? And he's like, ah! you know, he's got the lawn chair to fight the bear. And I did, so that's the, like, the, you know, fight mode. Mm -hmm. And I did the freeze. <laughs> so I found a pillar mm -hmm. and like hid behind this pillar. Like, and I'm gonna be real still so it doesn't <laughs> see me, doesn't see me. And literally the bear like ran right by me. Oh like wow. This. Like within closer than this distance. And I just kind of shuffled around the <laughs> other side. <laughs> so it's that fight or flight. That's freeze. a great yeah, that's mm -hmm. a great illustration because that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. Same situation. Everybody going through the same, because that's dramatic, <laughs> experience and completely different yeah. responses. Mm -hmm. And there's no right or wrong. Uh, both work. You're both here. There's no right or wrong. It's just your, you know, your own personality yeah. and kind of how you yeah. perceive the situation yeah. and what's going to be the way to stabilize it the quickest. Because yeah. you know, that's the first part of healing is really find a safe place. Yeah. And so that's... You have to figure out what that looks like for you. <laughs> exactly, right? Totally good, totally good. Well, thank you for hanging out and talking on this stuff. I think it really helps our audience because everybody goes through trauma. Absolutely. The end, folks, just and how do we navigate it? So Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you. Holy buckets, wasn't that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for listening today. Totally love your guts, and I'd love for you to share this with your friends and your family. Thank you again and again for listening, and we'll catch you next week.